to several sheep have the same issue, it's time for the shepherd to address the issue. If there, if there are several people that are struggling with the same thing and, 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 and needing help in the same thing, uh, uh, that's something that we need to deal with. And so that's what we're going to do today. I, I want to I do this. How many, man, it's a big crowd today. Well, this is great. This is great. I was about to say, how many of y'all seen that the, the coffee area was on the end now? How many, I, I done heard wine and we got to walk all the way down there. We're trying to help you with your exercise, people. I, I was going to say this. I said, what we're trying to do is move the crowd from over here and get them over here. So all you got to do is go get your coffee and then come on in. But both sides crowded now. That's a good problem, amen? amen. Now we need to move y'all to the second service. <laughs> we need to make room, amen? Amen. I'm kidding. How many of you, can, can I have my picture? You got your picture? See if, see if you can put that picture up there. How many of y'all can relate to that? Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. I've been, I, we've had three funerals this week. Uh, I did have the privilege of doing a memorial in Denny's. <clears throat> and it may have been the sweetest I've ever been to in my life. I'm telling you, it was, it was great. God touched that thing. But I have been seeing people struggling, struggling, uh, difficulty after difficulty. And, you know, it's even, even think about this, even the little tiny difficulties when there's a bunch of them. It doesn't have to be a major, major issue. It can be just a bunch of little issues and you can feel like that. Do I, is anybody hear what I'm saying? But there's an answer. There's an answer. And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right. John 14. Let's look in verse 16. Let's look in verse 16. We're going to read verse 16, 17, and 18. And then we're going to skip down to verse 25. All right. And read a couple there. Okay. If you're in John 14, 16, say amen. amen. What colors you're writing? Red. Red. And, I, and this is Jesus speaking. And, and there's a reason he's saying what he's fixing to say. And I, I'll tell you that when we, when we sit down. In verse 16, it says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another, what? Comforter. Comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit, capital S, so we know that, who's that speaking of? The, the Holy Spirit. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. Neither knoweth him, but ye know him. How do you know him? For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I, oh, I love this. I will not leave you Comfortless. Hey, that's the word orphano where we get our word orphan. He said, I'm not going to leave you orphaned. I'm not going to leave you. Uh, the word orphan, if you look it up in your dictionary, it means without, without protection or advantage. And he said, I'm not going to leave you that way. I will come to you. Verse 25, verse 25. We'll read a couple and I'll let you sit down. These things have I spoken unto you. Being yet present with you, being yet present with you, but the, which is the, whom the father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things 
and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. What's that word? Peace. Come on. Peace. Now, how many of y'all, when that, when that hand's going under, need some of that? Peace I leave with you. What kind of peace? He said, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth. Now, why is that important? Because the peace the world giveth, it can be taken away. Are y'all with me? Give I unto you. Now, let's all read this statement because this is what, what God is saying to all you today that's feeling overwhelmed. All you today in this building that feels like you just can't take it. That just If there's just one more thing, I'm going to, this is what he's saying. Let's all read it together. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be. Say it again. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for this great crowd this morning. I pray right now that you'll touch me like you've never touched me before. I love everybody in here, and I hurt when they hurt. And it bothers me when they're bothered. And, Lord, I want to help them today. You help me. Lord, you have spoken to me, and you have helped me. But help me to help them like you helped me. I pray that you won't let me say anything I shouldn't. And, Lord, don't let me forget anything I should. God will thank you and praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. I'm going I'm to be, be real straight up with you. <clears throat> this morning, point one, two, and three is a setup for point four. Really, the message, the message, the how-to, the how-to. I don't know about y'all, but I'm a real simple guy. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I don't want people to tell me what I'm supposed to do. I want people to tell me how to do it. Are y'all with me? There's a lot of people that want to tell you what to do that ain't even doing it themselves. Don't tell me what to do. Tell me how to do it. All right. Well, the how is in number four, but some of y'all need more convincing than others. So that's why you're going to get one, two, and three. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now, here's, here's where we're at. This is what we're looking at here in John chapter number four. John chapter number four is probably one of my most favorite chapters in the Bible. It, it really begins the Olivet Discourse. It is Jesus speaking to his disciples in the very end, right before he is arrested. Matter of fact, it is the night that he is arrested. And he, it is basically, he's encouraging them because he just told them he was fixing to die and he was fixing to leave. Are y'all with me? Now, I know what you're thinking. What's the big deal? Well, you have, you have 11 guys. We're not going to count Judas uh, because he is a traitor. Say amen. <clears throat> you have 11 guys who have left everything. They have left everything. Uh, they have denied themselves. They've taken up their cross and they have followed Jesus and they've left everything to follow this man. And now he's saying, I'm leaving they left their careers, they left their dreams, their futures, everything to follow Jesus. And not only that, not only that, Jesus was their everything. Jesus healed them when they were sick. Jesus comforted them when they were afraid. And when they thought everything was going to, they were going to die in the storm, Jesus stepped on the front of that boat and said, peace be still and calm the way. Are y'all with me? 
When, 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 when they were unsuccessful in fixing the boy that had the demons and they were frustrated and everybody was messing with him, Jesus showed up on the scene, solved the problem when they couldn't pay their taxes. Here comes Jesus again. Imagine, imagine this, guys. Imagine this. Imagine somebody walking with you every day that solved all your problems. Y'all are not getting it. Or you don't have the problems that I have. How many of y'all have been dealing with problems lately? Imagine somebody with you every day that could fix them all. I mean, go through the Gospels. Go read it. Go look at the Gospels. Read it. Every problem they had, whoop, Jesus fixed it. Jesus solved it. He used it as a training session. He taught them to fix But regardless of the training session or not, he fixed it. If they needed money, he produced money out of a fish's mouth. In other words, out of nowhere. Every problem, every fear they had, every issue they had, every when they were hungry, hey, let's just turn one last lunch into the biggest buffet of fish ever made. Are y'all getting this? They're walking and spending time and living their life with somebody who could fix all their problems. Now, how many of y'all would agree with this? That if you spend three years of that, you'd kind of get used to it. And you would start depending on it, right? Now, imagine this. All your problems are being solved. All of your needs are being met. All of your fears are being comforted. Then all of a sudden, the one who's responsible for all that saying, bye, how would you feel? I'll tell you how you'd feel. Overwhelmed. And this is where we're at. This is what has just taken place. And the disciples are wigging out. What do you mean you're leaving? You're leaving. And that's where we come to John 14 verse 1. And the first words Jesus says, hey, let not your heart be troubled. Calm down. Guys, calm down. Let not your heart be troubled. And, I, and I'll quote this just, just for the, the, the sake of it. It's really not the message, but I'm going to get to that. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. Hey, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again. And I'm going to receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. Now between verse 1 and the verses we read, he tells him, I'm going to prepare you a place. He tells him, I'm coming back again. I'm going to take you to be where I am so that where I am, there you are. We're not going to be separated forever. He tells them, I'm going to answer your prayers. If you ask me, I will answer. And y'all with me? He's doing all this encouraging. But then the best part. But then the best part is what we're going to talk about today. Now, here's the thing, guys. When you're overwhelmed, when it's piling up on you, when it seems like everywhere you turn, there's a problem. I want you to look at this chapter because there's something very important that you need to get and you need to see. All right. Number one, if you're taking notes, if you're taking notes, if you're not taking notes, you should be. 
Because if you're not in a problem today, you're headed to one. Because I have found this out in the Christian life. You're either going to a problem, in a problem, or coming out of a problem. Does anybody know what I'm saying? But here's the thing I want you to get. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. I want you to see the promise. The promise. What does Jesus say? What does Jesus say? Now, i got to hurry through this part because I want to hunker down in number four, all right? So we're not going to spend much time in one, two, and three, so just listen close. This is what Jesus said. I'm going to pray the Father that he send another comforter. Another comforter. Now, I need to explain another And I need to explain comforter. Now, another means one of the same kind. Say that with me. Say it again. In other words, in other words, Jesus is saying everything I did, I'm going to send somebody that's just like me. Y'all get that? One of the same kind. One with the same power, one with the same witness, one with the same wisdom, one with the same, not somebody say it, man. Hey, don't, don't get too tore up because I'm not going to be here because I'm going to send somebody just like. Now watch the word comforter, the word comforter. Make a long story short, I could give you all the, all the Greek and the transliteration and all that, but it just made me sound stupid because I really don't get it. I know what the bottom line is, okay? The word comfort of the bottom line is this. It means one called alongside, watch this, to help. So if we just want to talk Alabama language, he's saying, I'm going to send somebody just like me to be your helper. To be your helper. He's going to send somebody. He's going to send somebody that's just like me, that has the same wisdom he has. It is the spirit of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Listen, don't worry about his qualifications. Don't worry about his ability because he's just like me. Say amen. He promises that. He says, if I go, I'm going to send him. I'm going to send him. So what does that, what does that say to us? All you overwhelmed people in here, you got a helper. You have a helper. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, big deal. i tell you what the big deal is. You're overwhelmed because you ain't using him. And we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. But here's the promise. To all you that are struggling, to all you that are frustrated, to all you that are, listen, you're fearing and you're afraid and you feel like that guy with a hand going under and you just can't make, hey, you have a helper. And this ain't just any helper. It's a helper that can do what Jesus did. Amen. It's a helper that knows what Jesus knows. Yeah. It's come on, come on. the promise. I know we got to hurry. Number two. Number two. Watch this. The power. <clears throat> the power. We're not going di- to hang out here. We're just, just, I'm going to just give it to you. John 7, 37. <clears throat> In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Watch this. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of what? But this spake he of the Spirit. 
which they that believed on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not given yet because Jesus was not yet glorified. What that's saying is, he said, listen, if you'll believe on me, there's coming a day when there's going to be something in you, living water, a power, a source that you don't have right now, but it is a source that is springing up. What does that mean? It's a never ending source of supply for whatever you need. Then it says this, Acts 1.8, Acts 1.8. Y'all remember this? He says, but ye shall receive Power. Say it with me. Ye shall receive. Power. Say it again. Ye shall receive. Power. power. It's the Greek word dunamis. It's, it's the word where we get our word dynamite. That's powerful. Say amen. It's a real good fishing tool to it. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know where that come from. That's just what Griggs told me. I, I don't know if there's any truth. Dynamite. Dynamic. Dynamo. Listen, that's where we get that word. He said, you're going to get that. Now, what does that word mean? What does dunamis mean? It means power. It means might, ability, strength, a force, abundance. Are y'all with me? What, what, what am I saying? I'm saying that you have a source and a power that is being untapped that we're not even using. Are y'all with me? How many of y'all remember, how many of y'all remember that video I showed y'all of that, that poor fellow with that jackhammer? They showed a video. For y'all that don't remember that, there was a poor guy in a foreign country, third world country, and he's, he's supposed to be taking down a concrete wall, concrete blocks and bricks on this concrete wall. And this guy took a video and he's going down this and there's, there's block and brick laying all on the ground. And I mean, I mean 30 or 40 or 50 feet of it, of all this. And this guy, he's standing so proud. He said, y'all know what a jackhammer is? You know, <laughs> y'all know what I'm saying? All right, he's standing so proud here. Look at all his work that he's done. And the guy taking the video says, come on, show him how it's done. And he takes this jackhammer, picks it up, and starts ramming it into the wall. He had done all that work without using the power. He had, he had power that he didn't even realize. And you know what? That is the modern day Christian. We look back at all of our human effort and we're wore out and we're about to die. And we thought God has lost his mind for calling us to do something like this. I don't know how I'm going to get by. I'll tell you how you're going to get by. Turn the switch on. You know what? (laughs) I would have loved to have been there when that guy taken. You know he did it. When he said, let me show you something. <laughs> Guess what? Today, I'm finna show you something. Come on, brother. You're fixing to tap into a source that you never knew you had. Come on. Because there is a power in you. Yep. And if we just want to get biblical with it, guess what? It was the same power that brought Jesus back from the dead. What in the world are we as God's children doing with a source like that with the water up to here? Y'all with me? The power, number three. 
Number three, the produce. The produce. And I said that word on purpose. Didn't you mean product? Nope, I mean produce. There's a difference between produce and product. Now, I don't have the time to go into this, but I hope you go home and you'll read the works of the flesh and the fruit of the spirit. What is the point? You cannot manufacture fruit. Now watch, let's read it. Let's read it. Galatians 5.22. Galatians 5.22 and 25. But the fruit, say it with me, but the fruit of the spirit is let's just stop right there now how many of you how many of you when the water's right here you could use some of them three how many of you have figured out by now that you can't manufacture them three don't you love it when people say don't worry Okay. You can't manufacture it. You can't work it up. Hey, there's another thing too. There's another thing. I've been this is this is what got me going on this road. How many of y'all have figured out by now you can't manufacture forgiveness? Amen. There's been times I know I'm supposed to forgive somebody. I didn't have it in me to do it. And guess what? You don't either. Because forgiveness is not natural. It is supernatural. Let me tell you what's natural. Revenge. Right? Come on, let's be honest. When Stephen said, lay not this, they're throwing rocks at him. They're murdering him. And he says, lay not this into their charge. He didn't do that on his own. Guess what? That was something produced in his life by the power of the Holy Spirit. It was fruit. Now, here's here's where I'm going with this. Let Let me read this from Warren Wiersbe. Watch this now. The contrast between works and fruit is important. A machine in a factory does what? And turns out a... But it could never manufacture... Help me. Fruit. Why? Because fruit must grow out of life. And in the case of the believer, it is the life of the Spirit. When you think of works, you think of effort and labor and... and, Now watch this. How many of y'all have done those things trying to forgive somebody? Trying to be calm in the storm. Trying to make sense out of a bad situation. What does it always do? It always puts the water up to here. But watch this. You cannot manufacture fruit. In other words, here's here's the way we can put it so we can make sense. You can't work it up. You can't just be happy. I love the song, Don't Worry, Be Happy, but it's a bunch of baloney. Y'all with me? You can't manufacture that stuff. It's fruit. Say it with me. It's fruit. 
How many of y'all have ever seen an apple tree sweating to make an apple? Has anybody ever seen a peach tree out there? You know what fruit does? It just happens. You know why? There's life in the tree. Watch this. Two, 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 a man and a woman love each other. They both have healthy bodies and they're in love with each other and they show their love for one another. Guess what's going to happen? Fruit. Some of y'all need to grow up. Brother Doug, see what kind of people we got here? Fruit. It's just going to happen. You know why? Because fruit comes out of life. You say, why are you going into all this? Because you're going to find out when you're overwhelmed, you can't work up or manufacture an answer to your problems. But if you will walk in the spirit that we're going to talk about in, in, in number four, you will spend time with the spirit. You will find out that you don't have to work for it. You don't have to manufacture. Not, not only do you not have to do it, it's impossible to do. You cannot work up peace. You cannot work up joy. You cannot work up love. This is fruit. It's not a product that can be manufactured. It's something that has to come out of life. What is the point? Fruit comes from relationship. I, I told somebody the other day, I told somebody the other day, they, they were in real desperate need of forgiving they were in real desperate need of forgiving. There's no doubt about it. Bitterness comes from an unforgiveness. And the only cure for bitterness is forgiveness. You've got to forgive the one who's wounded you. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's all well and good. But how do I do that? How, how, do, how do I? You can't work that up. You cannot manufacture that. And man, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit begin to speak to me. And I said, listen, this is what we got to do. We've got to start walking with the Spirit, and He'll take care of that. And so this is what I started encouraging that person to do. Instead of trying to forgive the one that has wounded you, just focus on walking in the Spirit and being led by the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, and He will... It'll happen you'll start experiencing love. You know what? It's a whole lot easier to forgive somebody when you love them. It's a whole lot easier to forgive when you're filled with joy. It's a whole lot easier to forgive even in the wounded state when you have peace. And boy, I learned something that day. Sometimes we're working on the wrong things. We are working, man, this is good, y'all. I don't know if you're writing this down, but this is tweetable. <laughs> We're working hard trying to produce fruit. Yeah. We're working ourselves to death to be happy. We're working ourselves to death trying to manufacture joy and trying to manufacture peace. When Jesus said, no, 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 that comes out of life. That will just happen. What you need to work on is walking with me. Didn't he say that about the fruit in John 15? You abide in me and my word abide in you. You shall bear much. 
Does, it, does this start? Is this starting to make sense? Here's what we've been doing. We've been working on the wrong things. We've been working, trying to manufacture this fruit in our life. And that's why the water's up to here. That's why we're not happy. It's not what, that's why we don't have joy. And that's why we don't have peace. That's why we're about to bite everybody's head off. Because we don't have no love. Because all of those things are produced through relationship. Now, that's all the why. All right, y'all ready for the how? This is, this is my favorite part. What do I do then? How, how, do, how do I get this fruit? I need some peace. I need some joy. I need some love. I need all the rest of them fruit. But especially them first three. I need help. Well, guess what? You got help. You got help. Mr. Marsh, come up here a minute. Help me. You look similar to the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> come on up here. Watch this. The moment... The moment I got saved, God put somebody with me. He filled me. Or excuse me, he indwelled me. He said, he's not only going to be with you, he's going to be in you. Come on, everybody. He's not only going to be with you, he's going to be in you. So everywhere I go, the Holy Spirit's with me. He's with me. Now, he's not here. He's not here just to pass the time of day. Y'all with me? He's not here. He gave us to us. What was the promise? What was the promise? He is our. Come on now. He is our. And he's a helper just like Jesus. So everything Jesus did for those early disciples, Jesus promised them the helper I'm going to send. He's just like. So imagine now, now you got problems, you got issues, you got needs, you got burdens, you got. Right. Come on. Imagine having a helper with you that that knows everything. Imagine having a helper with you that knows the future. Imagine having a helper with you that has enough power to raise the dead. Are y'all with me? Do you realize every single, every single, helper, you're with me. Every single miracle Jesus did was by the power of the Holy Spirit. He raised the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He healed the lame by the power of the Holy Spirit. He healed the blind by the power of the Holy Spirit. He made a buffet out of one lad's lunch. 5,000 he fed by the power of the Holy Spirit. He walked on water by the power of the Holy Spirit. He calmed the storm by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he's my helper. Yeah. All right. So how do we get this help? There's no doubt. The Bible don't lie. So he's there. For every born again. Well, number one, I really didn't put this in here because I'm just assuming all of y'all are saved, which I know that's a lie in a crowd this size. So if you're not saved, you're not a true believer, then the first thing you need to do is get him. And the way to get the helper is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, confess your sin unto him. He will forgive you of your sin. He will save you and give you a That's the first step. So let's just, let's just move on from there. First step, if you're not saved, get saved. We can help you with that. In the invitation, we can take a Bible and show you how to be saved so you can get your 
But all the rest of you, that you know Jesus, you're saved, you're born again, you've had this with you all the time, you just never utilized him. Here's how we do it. Here's how we do it. Watch. Watch. Look what it says. In Galatians 5.16, we see the pattern. Have I been giving you the points? The promise, the power, the produce, then number four, the pattern. This is how we do it. This is the pattern. This is how we walk. This is how we operate. Galatians 5.16. Galatians 5.16. Are you there? Say amen. Amen. This I say then. What's the word? Come on, everybody. Walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What is that? That's all that bad stuff. It's all that bad stuff. Don't have time to talk about that. Just trust me. You don't want that. Galatians 5.25. Galatians 5.25. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the capital S. So that means that's our, that's our helper. So what does the word walk mean? Say it with me. Be and be occupied with, spend time with, hang out with. You say, well, preacher, if he's in us, how are we not hanging out? How many of you spouses have been in the same room and been strangers? You can be in the same, you can be in the same vicinity and not occupy yourself with one another. Prove it. Go to restaurants. Look at people. Couples sitting at the same table, food in front of them, both of them looking at a phone. One's looking at that one, that one's looking at that one. That's not being occupied with one another. You mean tell you who's occupied with one another? Them that's dating. Because them that's dating, they're not eating, they're talking. But once you get married, you quit eating, you quit talking and go to eating. There's much evidence to the fact. Hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, now, helper, you wasn't supposed to let me say that. <laughs> All right. So we're supposed to walk in the spirit, right? So that's, that's what we need. Walk in the spirit. Walk in the spirit. All right. Watch this next one, and then we'll explain and put it together. Look at the next one. Ephesians 5, 17. Ephesians 5, 17. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, capital S, right? Now, this is not, when we, the term filled, it means controlled by. And and I'll talk about that more in just a second. It's not, it's not like a cup that you got to get more of. Now, I need you to understand this. You've got all of the helper you're going to get. You got all of him. You didn't get some of him, and then when you got holier, you got a few more of him or a little more of him. He's a person. And the moment you got saved, you got all of him. All of him. All of his wealth. All of his knowledge. All of his power. All of his wisdom. You got it all. Say, well, why I'm not, why I'm not feeling all that? Because he may not have all of you. When you got saved and he came to dwell in you, you got all of him. But he can't be your helper 
if you don't listen to him. You see the difference? When you got saved, he came to, oh, excuse me. He came to indwell you and you got all of him. But in order to have him as your divine helper with the issues that you have, he needs all of you. Does that make sense? Now here's, here, he says, be not drunk with wine. Now how's that described? When you're drunk, that means you're under the influence. Say that with me. You're under the, that means you're talking by that bottle. That bottle is influencing what you're saying. That, 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 that alcohol is influencing you. It's moving you. Does that make sense? It's causing you to say stuff that you probably normally wouldn't say. It's causing you to do things you probably normally wouldn't do. But the point is, you're being influenced, you're being controlled by the alcohol. See, put that in the same sentence so you would get it. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, you are influenced by the Holy Spirit. Now, the, watch, watch this now. This is one of them bad S words, and it's not the one you think. But when it comes to, when it comes to Christians... They don't like this word. In order to be influenced by my helper, I've got to submit to my helper. And that's a dirty word. We we call him Savior, but you got to call him Lord. I want to go to heaven, but I don't want him to tell me what to do. Well, you've totally missed it. He said, if you love me, keep my, come on. I'm just trying to tell you how to get, get, get we, we got to get that hand above the water. We got to get your nose up before you die. And we've already figured out what you've been doing ain't working. You've been trying to manufacture peace. You've been trying to manufacture joy. You've been, you've been oh, come on. You've been trying to work it up yourself, and it's not working. Well, let me give you good news. Let's try it something different. Let's try this. Being filled with the Spirit means this. I wake up in the morning. I wake up in the morning, and I say, Helper, today I need help. I need you to guide my words. I need you to guide my steps. I need you to guide my thoughts. I need you to tell me what to do, tell me how to do it. Because I can't do this by myself. I need help. And as I go through the day, you know what my helper's going to do? He's going to say, I need you to do this. I need you to go here. I need you to... It, it really works that way. It really works that way. And see, here's the key. Here's the key. As I, now, now stay with me, guys. Stay with me. Please stay with me because you, you can't miss this part. As I submit to his direction, it may be as something as simple as saying, Good morning, ma'am. Now, I will say this usually, that good morning, ma'am, is to that jerk at work you hate. But the Holy Spirit's going to guide you. And he's going to say, stop and help this person. Say good, call, call so-and-so who you hadn't heard from in a while and encourage them. Share your faith 
with this dude at the water cooler. Or it might be just as simple as smile. But as you go through your day and you're listening to the Holy Spirit, you're listening to your helper. You're being obedient to your You're submitting to your Watch this now. To some of you, to some of you, that voice is going to be very faint because you hadn't submitted in a long time. But the more you obey, the louder that voice gets. And the more you do what he tells you, the more you submit to him, the more familiar his voice becomes to you. And this is not something we do just in the morning. You may have to ask him again about 11 o'clock. And about 2 o'clock, you need to say, help me, Lord. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to say. I'm submitting to you. Being filled with the Spirit is mean you are submitting yourself to His influence. Now watch this. Watch this. This is just so awesome. That's all we got to do. That's all, when it comes to the work, our responsibility, that's all we got to do is just do what he says. Just do what he says. And watch what will start happening in our life. What's going to be produced? Fruit. And what is that fruit? I'm not, I'm not trying to have peace. I'm just listening and doing. And guess what? He produces fruit. And when I'm feeling overwhelmed, as long as I'm listening to my helper and doing what he says, he helps me to stay at perfect And not only that, the problems that's got the water up to here, he'll say, this is what you need to do right here. This is what you need to do with that lunatic teenager you raised. This This is what you need to do in this situation. Hey, 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 you're having problems at work. Everything's going crazy at work. And he'll say, hey, here's what you need to do. Do this, do this, do this. I'm going to give you a personal illustration. There's been days in my ministry where I didn't have much to do that day. And I thought I had it. I got this. I don't even need to pray about this. And at the end of the day, I was frustrated as can be and didn't get jack done. And there's days I... I, I've worried to death all night thinking these problems of Mars is going to be the death of me. And I got up and I talked to my helper. And I said, man, I, I can't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. I don't know how I'm going to do this. Look at my schedule. This is what I got to get accomplished today. And by lunch, I was done. And you say, it can't be that simple. Yes, it is. Let's think about this, guys. Let's think about this. Your helper. Your helper, the one that's in you, brought Jesus back from the dead. 
Every single miracle that was happening in the Gospels was by the power of the Holy Spirit. So what's got the water up to here in your life that you think your helper can't get you through? You mean to tell me. Two words. Two words. You don't even have to write this down. You don't even have to write this down. This is, you can memorize this in five seconds. This can sum up the whole message right here. Pray and obey. Say it with me. Say it again. Helper, I need you today. Tell me what to say. Tell me what to do. Tell me where to go. And and he'll guide. But you got to be willing to. Stop thinking you got this. Do you know how arrogant it is not to pray? When you don't pray and seek the help of the helper, you're telling God, I got this. And it's obvious by all the hands that went up that your water's right here. This is not good English, but in Alabama you'll understand. You ain't got this. I do have an education. You do not have this. You need him. When you're overwhelmed, let's, 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 take, let's take advice from the, the disciples. The water's filling up. The storm is raging. The lightning's flashing. The thunder's crashing. The rain is falling. The boat is filled with water. Can we say they're overwhelmed? You know what they did? They ran to Jesus. Now watch this. You say, what does that got to do with us? Because at that moment, While he was here on earth, he was their helper. And then when Jesus had to leave, this is what he said. I got to go, but I'm going to pray the father that he will send a helper, but not just a helper, another. You know what he's saying? One just like me. Let me tell you what most of y'all are doing in here, and I was too. The thunder was crashing, the lightning was flashing, the rain was falling. My boat's filled with water, and I'm here with a bucket. Brother Doug, instead of running to my helper, I'm trying to get all the water out of my boat. And I'm wondering why I'm tired. I'm wondering why I'm weary. I'm wondering why I'm, 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 I'm ready to quit and give up. I'm ready to run out of my ministry, run out of my marriage, run away from my friends, run away from my responsibilities. I just want to get away from it all because I can't take it anymore when your helper is 15 feet away. And all they did was go to the helper. And by the way, the helper, the helper don't mind if you got an attitude. Say, how do you know that? Because this is what they did. They accused him. Carest thou not that we perish? Don't you care? I can't be too hard on them guys. I've thought the same thing. He didn't say, well, you ignorant foot. No, he didn't do that. He walked to the bow of the boat and said, 
What am I saying? It's time to go to your helper. If you're overwhelmed this morning, this is what I'd do. Before that music even started, I'd run down to this altar and I would tell my helper, I'm sorry for ignoring you. And I would repent for trying to do things on my own. And I'd say, from now on, helper, at this moment, I'm committing my life to submit to your direction, your guidance, your wisdom. And if you tell me, I'll do it. If you tell me to say it, I'll say it. If you'll tell me to go, I'll go. But I'm giving you all of me. You need to thank him, number one, that you got all of him at salvation. But secondly, you need to, you need to ask forgiveness for not letting him have all of you. And if you're here today and you're not saved, your helper is waiting. Your helper is waiting. I want you to come. And all of God's people say it. Thank you, bud. Thank you. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Stay to your feet. Stay to your feet. The musicians are coming. Don't even wait. Don't even wait. Don't even wait till they get here. All y'all, you filled this building because you knew what I was preaching on today. Get down to this altar and get it right with your helper. Come and say, helper, help me. Helper, help me. All you, all you prayer warriors down here, you, you helpers, you make sure and give them room. Give them room. You come. You come. Are you, are you frustrated? Are you overwhelmed? Come. Come tell him. Come tell him. Come seek him.